Hey, hey, everybody. Okay, so go me because I actually, I actually wrote down some notes today. And I don't know if you could tell or not, but I don't usually write notes. I usually just kind of wing it. You're probably like, yeah, Courtney, we could tell. <laughs> so, okay. So in today's episode of the Decoded Project, we're actually going to talk about value, right? So what you bring to the table. And if you've been around me for any length of time, you know I'm definitely passionate about this subject because it's not talked about enough in network marketing. Surprisingly, it's talked a lot about in the upper echelons of network marketing, like the gurus of network marketing, you know, the multi, 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 multi millionaires of this industry. But for some reason, the industry as a whole is still so resistant to this idea. I mean, even within my own organization, and I'm not even just talking about the company, I'm talking about the organization, the team as a whole that I'm a part of. Um, and even, even the teams I'm not a part of, I definitely see and feel the resistance to this notion or idea. I mean, and to be honest, I get it because it's it's different, right? And we resist change. Naturally, as humans, we resist change, okay? Because our brain seeks homeostasis, right? We It seeks repetition. It seeks what it knows. It seeks comfort. So whenever you challenge it, whenever you challenge an ideal, whenever you challenge, you know, the way things have always been done, it's naturally met with resistance. So I'm definitely not like, bitter or upset or perturbed by it or whatever. It's just one of those things where I've just decided to do it. And a handful of people on my team personally have decided to jump on the bandwagon with me and are seeing so much better results. And they definitely feel like they're being more authentic to themselves and they're so much more passionate about it. And we're going to get into why that is in just a second. But I definitely have to give myself a round of applause for writing notes <clears throat> because I don't, I don't normally, but I just felt like this was such a great topic and something that the industry needs to talk about more and more and more. I mean, if you don't want to talk about it, fine, but you're going to be left in the dust because we are entering a new era of network marketing, a sexier version of network marketing, a more appealing version of network marketing. I mean, I don't care where you are, if you're in your bathtub, if you're in your kitchen, if you're in your car, raise your hand if you feel as a network marketer people feel negatively about it. If people are constantly like, it's a pyramid scheme, right? If there are more negative feelings about what you do and you almost feel like when you're posting, when you're sharing, you're kind of going against the grain and almost proving to people how it's not any of those things, right? I mean, I am raising my hand. I'm raising both hands right now, okay? However, this new era that a lot of us are walking into is so much more appealing because it isn't a lot of those things that network marketing has become. So if you were a part or if you've listened to the podcast from the very beginning, you know that I did a spiel on network marketing and you know why people think MLM is a pyramid scheme and how you can't really argue with them because sometimes it's true. Sometimes the way the old ways have lent itself to building teams and building a market and being successful accidentally turns into that. However, we are entering a new age and you, my friend, most definitely want to be a part of it. I mean, it's cool if you don't want it. If it's cool if you're listening to this and you're like, skip, 
you might need to work on your mindset and opening up a little bit more to new ideas because you are inflexible in your thinking and you are stuck, okay? You are stuck. And also, chances are, if you are put off by this subject, you are branding the company, not yourself. So you are actually not an entity or a business at all. And my my goal is to make you your own entity, to make you your own business, your own CEO. Um, the author Mike Dillard of Magnetic Sponsoring calls it You Inc. Okay, building You Inc. Meaning building your own business, because technically you own nothing when you're part of network marketing. You own nothing. You do not own the product. You do not own the system. You do not own. You do not own the back office. You do not own your emails. You do not own your customers. Nothing. Right. I want you to think for a second, if the company you partner with were to shut their doors tomorrow, and this has happened, unfortunately, to a lot of people in network marketing, if they were to shut their doors or if they were to take away the network marketing part of their business, you would be SOL, my friend, a lot of you. And a lot of you are millionaires because of it. And you would not be a millionaire as of tomorrow if that were to happen because you have not branded yourself. You have branded the company because you are not a company. You work for a company. And that company just happens to pay you lots and lots and lots and lots of money. So you can be laid off, okay? But when you're your own company, it's almost just like that contract with that company is closing. Right, so uh, like PR companies or marketing firms or whatever, when they lose a, a contract with Nike or they lose a contract with Starbucks or whatever, right? Their business doesn't shut down, their firm doesn't close, that, that contract just closes. That contract just ceases to exist, but they carry on as normal and go find another, you know, company or brand or whatever to open a contract with. You have to operate the same way. Then you can call yourself, you know, hashtag boss babe or, you know, CEO or entrepreneur or whatever. Okay. Because then yes, you are owning your own company and you are doing other things. So now that I've sipped off my soap box, let me get back to my notes and we are going to dive into this subject. Okay. And I apologize, guys, if you hear breaks. It is because I have the hiccups because it's really early in the morning. And for some reason, before I drink my, my mix, I get the hiccups, okay? So I'm trying not to like totally hiccup in your face, but we're fam here, so um, I'm sure that you'll forgive me. Okay, let's dive right in. So know what you bring to the table, okay? Know your value and what you have to offer, so many people join network marketing and immediately try to be stellar at something they don't know how to do, right? Uh, again, in the, in the book, Magnetic Sponsoring by Mike Dillard, he talks about network marketing appeals to people who are neither good at networking or marketing. And it's so true, right? It's one of the only industries where you can come in as a complete novice with zero skills and you could potentially excel, right? You are hired with zero skill, zero knowledge, and that's, that's kind of like an awesome place to be and a crappy place to be, okay? It's a crappy place to be if you don't know how to adapt and shift because you're gonna join something with all these high hopes and dreams and then you're gonna crash and burn and feel worse than before you joined, you know? In fact, most network marketers, 50% of network marketers fail in their first year, quit in their first year. 
Wow. Okay. Because let's just talk about this. Most entrepreneurs, most businesses don't start seeing drastic profit and don't start seeing, you know, um, I don't even know the word I'm looking for. They don't start seeing success really and, and, and revenue, you know, like steady revenue streams and building fans, whatever, until like year three to five. Yeah, that's when it is assumed that if you've hit the year three, four, five mark, that you're in business. Because even most regular businesses fail in their first year. Restaurants are infamous for that. So they're like, if you can make it past your first, you know, two, three, four years, you're golden. You've got this. But I'm going to talk to you about something. You know what the most successful network marketers do? They know their value and they offer that value to people. So they are making money off of leads, whether they join the opportunity or whether they buy their product or not. How many of you would like to be paid by people where regardless of whether or not they joined your opportunity. Again, raise your hand. I know I can't see it, but raise your hand. Everybody. I mean, unless you're a weirdo and you know, you want to talk to hundreds of people a day and not be paid a single dime for it because you don't have the skills necessary to close them, or maybe they're not open yet. And you just want to waste 12 hours of your day on Facebook or Instagram, talking to leads and generating leads and being stuck to your phone. Now, when I say this, I mean, I am the queen of building relationships online I am not saying not to do that. I'm saying that should be supplementary. Building relationships online should supplement how you run your business, not be the primary source of revenue building, of lead generation. So we're gonna talk about what should be, okay? That new era that we're stepping into. So you know how we went and we talked about people join network marketing and immediately try to be like really, really good at something they don't know how to do, right? Which is networking and marketing, right? No one really comes into this industry with vast knowledge on networking or vast knowledge on marketing or PR or sales, right? Some of us are moms and dads and waitresses and college dropouts and whatever, right? Nurses, teachers, like we're not marketers or salespeople, right? A lot of us aren't. So start with what you do know. Start with what you do know and then work into the other stuff, right? Let's talk about that. Offering value. I want you to think to yourself right now. I want you to, if you're sitting, I want you to make a list of things you are good at, right? Like if you had to teach a class for 30 minutes on something, what would it be? What are you knowledgeable about? What are you passionate about? Because I'm going to say something really quick. I'm going to stop. I'm going to step back up on that soapbox for just a sec. Okay. Um, you need to find out what you are passionate about. You are passionate about lots of things, whether you know it or not. Okay. You are passionate about stuff. You are a person made up of lots and lots and lots of parts, lots of experience, lots of knowledge, lots of passion and drive geared towards other things besides this company and this product. If all of a sudden all you post is product, 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 company, 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 you lose you. You lose you. Who is you, babe? Okay. If you are in network marketing 
and all you are posting and all you are offering is the opportunity or product that your company does, you aren't branding you. You're just doing a really, really good job at making it look appealing, which again, not a bad thing, but should not be your primary source of lead generation. Because where are you in all of that? The old way of network marketing operated that way, right? The curiosity marketing, talking about your lifestyle, talking and always trying to find a way to work your product or, or opportunity into those posts. And here's the thing, for people who are really nervous about what I'm about to talk about or feel really hesitant towards it, Curiosity marketing is the next best thing, okay? If you literally can't bring yourself to do any sort of lead generation or whatever, that's a great comfort zone to be in. But what it does, actually, you know what? I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm not even gonna be that cool and like jump ahead and like give you like the juice and the tea right now. No, 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 no. I need to abide by my notes because we, I am serving the tea today, guys, okay? I'm gonna talk, oh, okay, let me, let me backtrack. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to you guys about something. How many of you guys watch football, okay? And I'm about to share like something and I know if there's like sports junkies on here, they're gonna like pick this apart, but just bear with me, okay? Football kickers, okay? You know, the kicker on the football team. Most of them, most of them were not football stars, okay? Most of them are actually recruited from soccer. Why? Well, because <laughs> there's not a whole lot of kicking in football. In fact, nobody really kicks the football but the kicker, right? So they recruit people who are really good at kicking. <laughs> what sport is all about kicking the ball? Soccer or kickball, but no one really cares about that. Soccer, okay? Most football kickers are recruited from soccer teams, college soccer teams, uh, high school soccer teams, or they're football players who have a big, big, big background in soccer, right? Like they were football players in the fall and soccer players in the spring, right? People who have a high value, you know, um, with kicking, okay? Most football players do not practice kicking. They catch, they run, they throw. They push things. They push into things, okay? They're very strong. Or they've got a strong arm or whatever, okay? They have lots of other skills, but kicking is not one of them. Soccer stars, on the other hand, do. So they have a skill that is transferable. You have to figure out which skills you have that are transferable to network marketing because you are not a good network marketer right now. You are good at lots of other things that you can then transfer over by offering value to which then serves your network marketing purpose. Do you follow me, friends? You are a soccer star right now and you are being recruited <laughs> to a football team. Don't start trying to then become a football player. Start with what you know. Be the kicker. Kick the things, okay? Stop trying to, you know, run routes and catch the ball and be the QB and, you know, be the tight end and all these other things. That's not what you're good at right now. You're good at kicking the ball. You are a soccer player who's been recruited for football, do the soccer things right now, then do the football things. 
you're thinking, Courtney, I'm so lost right now. I'm so lost. I get you, friend. I get you. Okay. We're about to dissect this. So what I mean by that is start doing what you know. Offer value based on what you know. Go back to that list I told you to make. What are things you're good at? What are things you are passionate about? What are things that fuel you? If you had to teach a class for 30 minutes, what would it be on? That is offering value. How many of you guys see Facebook ads where people are like, oh, 365 days of a content calendar made for you. Swipe file ready. Click now. Or learn how to close 250 new recruits in the first 30 days like I did. Click now. Those are all network marketing's offering value. Okay. They're offering value. They're figuring out what are they good at? What skill can they teach, right? A lot of them are teaching other things, right? They're teaching things about meal planning, about health, about motherhood, right? About if you're good, if you're really good at planning, get on Canva and make you some planning stuff, right? Better yet, hire someone on Fiverr or Upwork to make one for you and then sell it. <gasps> what? <laughs> you mean you don't even have to do anything? Yeah. <laughs> I, I can feel your gears turning right now. Good, good, okay? You're the soccer star, right? You're the person who's good at planning. You're the person who is good at momming, right? You're the person who's good at meal planning. You're the person who's good at health and fitness. You're the person who's good at making cakes. You're a person who's really good at advocating for, you know, uh, women's rights. You're the person who's really good at public speaking. You're the person who's really good at whatever, whatever you're passionate about, whatever you're good at, okay? Then you want to sell that skill. You want to offer that value to other people. How? How? Facebook Lives, videos, YouTubes, blogs, workshops, trainings, Zooms, PDFs, collecting, right? I mean, and again, if you're like, I know what I want to teach, but I'm like, I'm so not good at making that stuff. Y'all, Fiverr or Upwork, you can pay someone $15 to take your idea and put it in Canva and boop, beautiful PDF, beautiful swipe file right? Find a way to market what you're already good at, right? Be that soccer player that was just recruited for football. Do the things you're good at. Kick the ball. Use your soccer skills. Kick the ball. How are you kicking the ball? You're going to be teaching and offering value and showing people how to do things and sharing your knowledge and sharing your passion with stuff you already know, okay? How are you going to do that? You're going to offer up those things I just talked about, right? YouTube, blogs, workshop, trainings, PDFs, whatever, okay? Build an audience. Build an audience around that because people followed you for you, not for the opportunity. They followed you for you, not your product. So give them you and then you funnel them into your product or opportunity. But I'm going to teach you how to make money off of them either way, okay? I want you to figure out how to get paid whether they join your opportunity or not, okay? Build an audience. This is... This is still first and foremost, even with Facebook, even with Instagram, even with all this other stuff out there, email is still number one. All the stats show it. Build an email list, okay? And it might be against compliance to build an email list uh, for your company, right? So you don't wanna build an email list that's strictly about your opportunity or product. You are building an email list for the value you offer outside of that. 
right? For your blog, for your podcast, for your YouTube channel, for your workshops, for whatever, for the value, okay? People are gonna, you know, you are going to make something and people are going to give you their email in exchange for that thing. When they do, you now are building an email list. What do you do with that email list? You continue to offer value delivered in their inbox over and over and over again. If you wanna learn more about this, there are so many resources out there, but the best one I think ever, 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 okay? is Magnetic Sponsoring by Mike Dillard. Go get it. Go get it as of yesterday, okay? So build an audience, build an email list. What does this do? This builds trust and mutual respect because you're offering value in a way that builds trust for you and then you can extend the opportunity or product. They're buying your offer. You can do it for free. You can do some for free. I always advocate doing some for free, but then doing some that are paid between $17 and $47, okay? I'm not even going to get into the nitty gritty of why it's those dollar figures. (laughs) Okay. But you're going to offer something of value. You're going to over deliver in value. So even though it might be worth $47 or your, excuse me, even though people are paying $47 for it, it probably is going to be worth like $197. Okay. But you're going to over deliver. What does this do? This builds trust. This builds value. People are like, whoa, this person knows what they're talking about. Wow. This is really helping me. Ah, I can't even believe I only paid $47 for this. Like, holy moly. Right. Also, what is this doing? It's warming up your market. If they're not going to pay $47 for something that's absolutely going to make their life better and easier, what makes you think they're going to pay 150, 200, 300, 500 for whatever it is you're offering product or opportunity wise? Hmm. Again, I feel your mind blowing right now. I feel it. I feel it. What are you doing? You are getting pre-qualified leads. What does that mean? It means you are attracting a market that already needs what you're offering that is somehow associated with your opportunity or product. No more having to go into the world of the big wide web and rely on algorithms to put you in front of people whom 90% of which want nothing to do with your product or service. Because you're making your funnel so small. You, you're not, you don't have a funnel. You have a straw. Okay? You have a straw that has just as big or small of an opening point as it does an end point, And they just have to travel through it longer until you eventually squeeze them out. Okay? You need a funnel. And you need, so what do you need to do? You need to broaden the top, right? Where you catch people, where you get leads, where you're attracting people. What do you do that with? With lead generation. What's lead generation? Offering value. <gasps> that was a long one. I needed to actually breathe. Build an audience. Build an email list. If you're not doing this, you cry cry, okay? <clears throat> Ooh, it actually hurt to say that. I can't stand saying cray cray. It feels so millennial. It feels so ridiculous. Anyway, you're making money off people either way. Okay. How many of you would like to do that? Right. You're probably thinking, I can't afford Facebook ads, Courtney. No, duh. No, no, duh. You start small. You start with $5 a day and you run this lead generation. What are you doing? You're making enough money to pay for the ads. If you have a product that is priced at $17 and you run the ad at $5 a day for a week, all you need to do is sell at least three. You might get 500 leads. Guess what? 500 people are now in your email list that you can connect with on demand. No algorithms needed on demand. You can connect with them whenever you want to. 500 emails, three people bought, right? Paid for your ads. 
All you needed was three people. There's three people to say yes. But you still got their email. And three people paid you. So there you go. Paid for your ads. It's paid for. At, they are paying for you to market to them. Okay. So, so stop thinking you can't afford ads. Okay. Then whatever you're doing, as more people buy, you can up your ad spend. So that now you're reaching, instead of just 500 people, you're reaching thousands of people. You follow me? I mean, there are some people who, who don't end there. They spend like $1,000 a week. But again, they're not coming out of pocket. <laughs> you're not, that's what you're not saying. They're not coming out of pocket for it. The leads are paying this person to market to them because they're buying the stuff to pay for the leads. Now, can you pocket some of it and then you put 75% or 50% or 25% back in ad spend? Yep. And again, you're still within compliance because you're not marketing anything about your product or your opportunity. I know a lot of companies, a lot of network marketing companies prevent you from running ads for the product. So don't do that. Don't remember you're offering value outside of this product and service. This is something completely outside of it. Okay. So you're making money to fund cheap ads. Okay. You're generating pre-qualified leads, right? We talked about pre-qualified leads are the people who are raising their hand and they're like, I want this, right? If you're doing a meal planning thing or you're doing like a grocery planning thing, sorry, the hiccups are coming back, the grocery planning thing or whatever, those are all people you know that are too busy, too tired, they need help, um, they're wanting to eat healthier. They're so if you're in like a health and wellness company, that is perfect. You know that there are people who are willing to pay for value. They don't want it just cheap and easy. They're paying for value. You could be offering something completely off the wall that is so unrelated to your product. But when you get people who are willing to invest in themselves and invest in bettering themselves and invest in something outside of themselves, already they're pre-qualified for your opportunity. Right then and there. Because you know that they're willing to pay for something to better themselves. Stop getting the people that you're trying to convince on your Facebook feed that they want what you have, but they're too lazy and they're sitting at home and they're doing nothing and they're looking for a cheap, easy way to make money. So what are you doing? You're attracting cheap, easy people. Do cheap, easy people make lots of money? No, they cost you lots of time. Get rid of those people. Stop chasing people who don't know anything and have no desire right now right? That's what we're doing when we rely solely on social media because we are, we are, we are advertising to a bunch of people who, who don't give a shit about what we are offering, but right about what, about, um, excuse me, when I say what we're offering, I mean like our product or opportunity, but when you broaden that funnel and you start talking about, Hey, uh, download this for $9 and it's a done for you week long meal plan with grocery list. Add it to your Walmart cart now. Swipe file, download instantly. Boom. Do you know many people would buy that for nine bucks? Hell yeah. But you're attracting so many more people. So many more people because you're meeting them where they're at. A lot of people right now aren't in the space to be like, I'm looking for an opportunity. Or I'm looking for a product to make me feel better. No, I mean, people kind of are, but they're just not there yet mentally. You have to warm them up. But first, you want to deal with pre-qualified leads that you know already want what you're offering in some roundabout way or another, right? So stop chasing people. Put something in front of people who are already looking for it. Because what's the beauty of ads is you get to literally hand pick the people it's put in front of. You get to pick their income. You get to pick 
male or female, you get to pick their age, you get to pick their interests, you know what they're already clicking on on Facebook. So Facebook literally puts your ad in front of the correct people, in front of the right people. When you're relying on, on Instagram and Facebook, it's not being put in front of the right people. It's just being put in front of the people you talk to most. Instead, capture them with something they do need and they'll eventually convince themselves they need what you're offering, okay? Because in your emails, you're gonna be building that trust. In your value, you're gonna be building that trust, right? They're gonna say, wow, this person has really served me well in the past. Um, she's talking about X, Y, and Z. I really think I wanna give it a try. So many people in my email list or in the value that I offer or heck in this podcast or, or, or whatever the case may be, reach out to me about my opportunity and product because I'm already offering them value in other ways. Okay. Because I'm building that trust in other ways. It's algorithm proof. Okay. How many people get so frustrated by the algorithm? Like <laughs> I'm raising my hand right now. Uh, I've kind of learned to master it and I get it now but it's still a pain in the ass. It's time consuming because what is the algorithm based off of consistency, okay? And you have to show up consistently on social media and it can be time consuming. That's why I said this should supplement the system we're gonna be putting in place because you deserve to be present for your family and you certainly don't wanna be that upline that is like depending on the rest of your team to be present online while you just dabble in it here and there. Don't be that leader. That's a different conversation for a different time, but I have so many of those, like I see so many of those. They're like hardly ever online and they're hardly ever in their chats and they're hardly ever doing whatever and I see them living their best life, which awesome, kudos to them, but they're able to do that because all of the other people are busy like spending 12 hours a day online. Not on my team, sis. Uh-uh. Like, that's not what we're doing. We trying to work this because people still deserve to have a life. And what you can do, the beauty of it is you are generating hundreds, if not thousands of leads per day. And then the cool part is you just show up online when you flip and want to, to build relationships, to build that like, no trust, to build your credibility and likability and visibility and all those abilities. <laughs> okay. And you get to do it when you want to. You get to do it because you love it. You don't get to, oh, oh, it's noon. Haven't posted. Gotta go, gotta go do my RCMs. Gotta go, gotta go. No. No, 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 no. You could be creating leads and generating leads in your inbox like thousands per day while you literally don't have to pick up your phone. Save your social media time for communicating with your team on, you know, whatever platform you use. Save it for connecting with your customers. Save it with showcasing the awesome life that you're blessing yourself with, right? <sighs> I just keep stepping up on the soapbox. Part of me thinks like I might as well just stay on it. <laughs> okay. So we talked about it's algorithm proof, right? How awesome is that? Another another amazing part, it's automated. Ads are running in the background, doing all their calculating ones and zeros, bleep, 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 right? In the background for you. You're not present for it. You just literally click, 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 click. These are the people I want to target. Click, click, click. Here's the money. Spend. Boom. Done. You connect your little file to it that took you five minutes to make. If it's taking you too long to make, boo, you need to hire that out to Fiverr or Upwork. This is not sponsored, but hey. <laughs> I recently discovered Fiverr and holy schmoly, y'all, life-changing, okay? Life-changing, just gonna put that out there. So 
if you have value, you don't know how to deliver it, contact someone on Fiverr and be like, hey, I want you to edit this video for me. Hey, can you make this into a PDF? Hey, can you make this look cool? Because I kind of suck at it. Yes. 15 bucks, 20 bucks, boop. Okay. Again, you're going to make that money back because people are going to be buying it. Sorry, I have to breathe. <laughs> I'm going to give you guys a chance to breathe because I just, I've been spitting so much information on you. And if you're not with me, if you're not on my team, if you're, if you're not on a team that talks about this, your mind right now is probably like in a good way. Trust me. Trust me. As someone who would spend eight, yes, 18 hours a day on my phone. Right. If you have an Apple, I don't know if, I don't know if other phones do this, but when you swipe to the left after your home screen, it tells you your screen time. Man, that's just, that is sobering. I actually, you know, what's the sick part. I actually used to look at it and be like, look how present I'm being for my audience. No, no, <laughs> I was definitely working harder, not smarter. Okay, it's not about how long you spend online. It's about what you do with it when you are online. And that's what the system is. It's automating, you know, 75% of what you do and 25% of the time you spend online is engaging with the people who are already part of what you want, who are already part of your audience, who are already there, right? You don't have to worry. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you the magic. Again, I want you to write this down. I want you to burn it in your memory. This new era that we are walking into is leveraging systems instead of just leveraging people. Old network marketing revolves around leveraging people. Okay. Which is still something that we want to do, right? OPE, other people's efforts. I mean, that's what franchises do, right? Franchises, uh, you open you, the McDonald's, right? Open up the McDonald's and then 10 million other people open up McDonald's and you're leveraging other people's efforts. But you know what makes McDonald's awesome? They have a system and ultimately that's what the people are leveraging, they are leveraging the system and the person, right? The creator, the founder of McDonald's or whatever is not only leveraging people, but also leveraging systems. And that is where the magic is. But old network marketing simply revolves on leveraging people. It revolves around you being so present and cold calling or cold messaging or hosting parties or putting out flyers and ads and all this stuff and contact me if you want to make a thousand bucks a week and blah, 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 right? It revolves on you being so present and so ingrained in the process that you get some people and the hope is that you train those people enough to do the same thing and so you're leveraging other people's efforts. That needs to be supplementary. But now we are shifting, right, to make the primary generation for leads leveraging systems, leveraging your value, leveraging your offer, leveraging email lists, landing pages, funnels, automated email responders, all of these things. And again, remember, these are not related to your product or service. <laughs> they are related to the value that you offer, right? You're opening up the funnel at the top. You're making it wider to catch more people. If you're not leveraging systems, you are going to be part of the network marketing dinosaurs. Okay. I bet 
in the very beginning of network marketing, right? When they were, they had pamphlets and they walked freaking door to door and they were calling people and they had files and they had notebooks upon notebooks upon notebooks upon notebooks and all this other stuff. I'm sure when social media came around, when MySpace and Facebook and Instagram came around and people were like, Hey, we could totally use this. They were like, no, no, you're going to use, you're going to lose the human aspect of it. How are you going to cold call people? How are you going to get leads? Right? There was probably so much friction when they decided to move onto social media. Right? But how much has social media changed the game for network marketing? Like literally night and day. When people were cold messaging and people were putting up uh, party events, people were hosting online events and people were, you know, doing all these things and having VIP customer groups and all this other stuff. Once curiosity marketing came around, they're like, wait, why don't you post about your product? Wait, why are you posting about uh, going hiking with your family and not about your opportunity? Wait, you're going live about, about making this cake? Why, why, why aren't you going live about your product? Why are you? I bet that one had lots of friction. Okay. But now, now we are at a point called critical mass, right? I've talked about this before where like you're tipping, you're at that tipping point at the top of the roller coaster where momentum is about to pick up tenfold, right? Like it took you, you know, 25% of your effort, your hard effort to get to that peak. And then it only takes 70, like once you boop, once you tip, it's like 75% in half the time. It takes you twice as long to do half as much. Then once you hit critical mass, it takes you half as long to do twice as much. That is where we are at, my friends. And you can either hop on or get off. You can be a network marketing dinosaur. Don't be a dinosaur. Don't. What happened to them? <laughs> they became extinct. Because I'm gonna tell you, and I love my company, and I have no plans on ever leaving. I, I absolutely love the company I work with, and I love my team. But I also have no control over it. I have no control over what my company does. I have no control over whether they're going to shift in the next few years to not doing uh, comp plans. Um, I have no control over whether or not, you know, uh, the FTC is just going to be like, yep, from now on, all network marketing companies are banned, right? Whatever. Um, I think the last year, okay, this is 2020, the last year has proven to us that literally anything is possible. Okay, so I'm also trying to like foolproof my business and my business exceeds network marketing because I know what I bring to the table. I know the value that I'm offering and the doors of my company or the company I partner with could could close tomorrow and I would still have an audience I could make money from. I still have or, you know, profit. I still have revenue. I still have like, no, and trust factor with the people that I'm connecting with. And it doesn't matter what I offer them. Okay. You need to foolproof your business by doing that. And only then do you actually have a business. If you were just a network marketing partner with a company, you, you do not own anything. You are not a business. And, and I used to be one of those people in the very beginning where like, just because I had a network marketing opportunity, I'm like, I'm a boss, babe. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a CEO. No, you are not right now that you are now that I am more business wise and I understand how everything works. <laughs> you're not, you are an independent contractor who works for that company. But if that company were to go under all of your revenue, a hundred percent of your income would be kaput. That is not a CEO. That is not a business, okay? You need to operate like you ink.
You need to go out and get yourself an LLC. You need to go out and figure what value you're offering to the world. You need to go figure out how you're going to start collecting emails that you own. Because all the ones in your back office, you don't own them. If your back office were to shut down today, you would have zero way to connect with them unless you remembered who all of them were on Facebook or Instagram. Okay? You want to be collecting pre-qualified leads all day and all night and offering value to them and showing them all the ways that you are valuable connecting with them, building rapport, building like, know, and trust, collecting their emails, getting in their inbox a few times a week, popping on a video, hosting a webinar, giving them PDFs, giving them actionable tips and tricks that are going to help them in their life. In your signature of the email, you have where they can find you. On your socials, that's where you're going to be doing your curiosity marketing. That's where you're going to be posting about your product and opportunity. Guaranteed your ratios for the people you are reaching out to and the people that join your opportunity and become a customer will increase tenfold. But here's the cool part, even if they don't, you are still making money. Doesn't that sound so much better? Hail to the yeah. Woo! I'm fired up. I love this stuff. I love it. I know that it's ruffling feathers. I know it's making waves. I know it's ticking a lot of people off because it's new and it's weird and they don't get it, but that's okay. My business is exploding, so I will take it. The people in my team who are doing this, ooh, ooh, love it. Anyway, this podcast has been super long. I thank you guys for sticking around, but it needed to be said, and I am so, so, so excited. I really hope that you take this to heart and you really start figuring out what you bring to the table, right? Be the soccer star that's on the football team. Do what you're good at. Stop trying to do all these things that you're not good at because that is going to put you in the statistic of all the network marketers, right? The 50% that start who fail and quit because they're too busy trying to be football players, but you're not yet. You're a soccer player, so do what soccer players do. Kick the ball. Be the kicker, <laughs> okay? I love you guys. Thank you so much. I am super, super excited. I'm going to be recording a couple more of these because we're going to be playing catch-up, and I'm going to be dropping some more episodes throughout the week, so pay attention. Until then, I love you guys. Peace.